Reset. I'm Sasha Ann Simons. Today we are talking about all things baseball. Well, things that are happening in the sport right now. From rule changes to the World Baseball Classic, there's a lot to discuss. We're airing a conversation that I hosted last week on Twitter Spaces with WBEZ sports contributor Cheryl Ray Stout and Southside Sox managing editor Crystal O'Keefe. And we started by talking about the World Baseball Classic. And for the folks out there that aren't familiar, I asked Crystal to tell us what we need to know. The World Baseball Classic is for everyone in different countries. Baseball players can represent their home country. Uh, for example, like Shohei Itani right now is representing for Japan. It's it's a really cool thing. It really kind of focuses on international growth, which is incredibly important to the game of baseball. If you want to grow that game, the more people that are exposed to the game, the better, obviously. Cheryl, what else should we know about the World Baseball Classic? And I'm curious what teams you're looking forward to watching. Well, I find it very interesting because they've added four teams this time around. It was 60 the last time. There's 20 now. And there are four different regions, four different pool of plays. So you have it. We have one section that's in uh, Taiwan, one section in Japan, one section in Phoenix, and one section in Miami. And what's really great about it is that Players don't have to be directly from that country. Like Matt Murphys of the Cubs, his grandmother's from Israel, so he's going to play for Israel. So you have those type of connections. And then you look at the Netherlands. You have players from um, Aruba, from Curacao, playing for the Netherlands. So there's a lot of really interesting storylines. Yeah. How are you feeling, uh, Crystal, about this year's U.S. team? I love this year's U.S. team. My other my other team I really watch closely and write about are the Mets. So I was happy to see quite a few Mets players on there as well outside of Chicago. But I'm, I'm really excited for Lance Lynn in particular. Yeah. Um, he's just, he's wonderful. And then, um, you know, JT Romuto, he's always been really fun to watch. So this, this team is just full of really fun, really special players this yeah. year. Yeah. Speaking of this U.S. team roster, I mean, a few big names here, like the L.A. Angels superstar Mike Trout, Cheryl, who's the team captain. Yep. I, I know that we also have some Chicago representation, too. Yep, Tim Anderson, uh, he's playing shortstop. Lance Lynn's going to be one of the pitchers. Kendall Graveman's one of the pitchers. The one pitcher that was uh, that was with the team in 2017 when the USA won the championship is Marcus Stroman from the Cubs. He's going to play for Puerto Rico. So it's kind of interesting seeing some of these players playing for these different countries. Which teams Which teams do you think will be the biggest competition for the U.S., Cheryl? Japan is definitely one of them. USA mm-hmm. is one of them. Dominican Republic is another one. Uh, Puerto Rico could be. So those are teams that are really solid. But the sleeper right now is the Netherlands. You know, it's again, you know, like Japan and USA are going to be rising to the top, but there may be a surprise in there. Let's switch gears and talk about the upcoming season for a little bit. So MLB has made some changes to the game. Cheryl, I want to start with a big one, the the pitch clock. What's happening? And FYI, they are not using any of these new rules with the uh, WBC, which is very interesting. The pitch clock is something that was implemented last year in the minor leagues. And I talked to a lot of young players that when they came up to the various clubs for the Cubs and the Sox about how it affected them. What it is, is that the pitcher, once he gets the ball from the catcher, with there's nobody on base, he has 15 seconds to pitch the ball. The, the thing is, if there's somebody on base, he has 20 seconds. The batter 
must be available, to, must be able to start his, uh, be in, in, in the position to, to bat with eight seconds left. Now, what that has done, it has sped up the whole time of the game. There's also other things like uh, the pitcher cannot, if he throws the first base with a runner on first base trying to pick him off, he has, uh, he has three times to be able to do that. If he doesn't get it on the third time, that runner gets to go to second on a balk. Mm. So these are really interesting rules that are part of this whole different change with baseball. And not having the shift is going to help a lot of pulled left-hand hitters. Yeah. A lot more hitting. The bigger bases means that the, actually the runner is closer to second base if he's on first. So this is going to be a, a time where baseball is going to be more exciting. There's going to be more action. And time is going to be off the clock. Games are going to be short at least 30 minutes. Yeah, this is music to my ears, <laughs> Cheryl. I mean, I am not, I'll admit, I'm not the biggest baseball fan, but I love me a good baseball game. But my complaint has always been, oh, it's too slow. <laughs> I, you know, it's too slow. Uh, what do you think, Crystal, as Cheryl mentioned, other changes like the bigger bases and, and banning defensive shifts? How much impact do you think those changes are going to make on the game overall? I'm really hoping that the larger bases are going to cut down on those hamstring injuries. We saw them so much in the last two years. I feel like every single White Sox player injured their hamstring running to first in the last two years. So I'm excited about that one. And I'm excited about banning the shift because I know that that alone will help the White Sox out a lot more. They've always had trouble with the shift. Um, yeah. So those are two that I am really excited about. If you're just tuning in, I'm Sasha Ann Simons. I'm the host of Reset, and we're talking about, you guessed it, baseball. From changes to the rules to a preview of the upcoming season, we're breaking it all down with our lovely guests, Cheryl Ray Stout, who's a sports contributor for WBEZ, and Crystal O'Keefe, who's managing editor of Southside Sox. So uh, we got to talk about our two Chicago baseball teams, folks. Mm -hmm. I'm curious about both of your thoughts this year. First, are you hopeful? Because last year wasn't the greatest for the Cubs or the White Sox, Crystal. I'll start with you. <laughs> I am a little bit more hopeful for the White Sox, just with the hiring of Pedro Grafal. I think that was a really smart choice, and I'm hoping that it kind of brings more energy to the clubhouse. I feel like there was a lot of friction last year, a lot of just things that were going unsaid with leadership. And mm -hmm. I mean, Jose Abreu came out and said, Leadership was poor and the clubhouse was in bad shape and he didn't feel good about them being his, you know, quote unquote family, which is disappointing to hear. Um, yeah. I, I have more hope. I think they've got a great team. Lucas Giolito kind of shed it off that weight and has been looking a little bit better. So I think if we can get past some of the terrible things that I won't really mention just yet. I think they are going to have a successful season. Do I yeah. think they're going to be playoff bound? Probably not, but I think they will look a lot better than they did last year. What are some of your thoughts, Cheryl? Are you hopeful? With with the White Sox, they they have to do something that Pedro Grafal is trying to really get in their minds. They have to really play fundamental good baseball. Last year, they were a horrible team defensively to watch. It was really a nightmare. We'll, we'll see having the addition of having uh, Andrew Benatendi in left field, helping them out there, moving Andrew Vaughn 
to, to be cemented at first base to see if he can produce there. Um, you, definitely a better uh, situation with the injuries that they had. Lance Lynn being healthy was is important. Tim Anderson, healthy is important. Yasmina Grandal spent the offseason with the Blackhawks trainer to get him back into shape. The, the one sad part about this is also Liam Hendricks having non-Hodgkin lymphoma, and he's dealing with that cancer. He's getting chemotherapy treatments in between time that he's actually on the field trying to maintain some sort of normal activity for him. So there's a lot of positive things for them. I don't yeah. know how, how they're going to be, but I, I think they should be better than they were last year. We're turning back to the Cubs here for some updates. I mean, like I said before, this last season wasn't great for them either. Their record was uh, 74 wins to 88 losses. Any changes to the team that you think would make a difference for them this year? Sasha, they did a whole lot of changes for this team. They brought in a lot of gold glovers and they brought in some quality players. Some of them are one-year contracts, but Dansby Swanson from the Atlanta Braves, he's going to be there at, at shortstop, which moves Nico Horner to second. And Nico Horner was a really good uh, shortstop, but he's going to be really good at second base too. He's already proven that he could hit, he can play the position. They also uh, signed Cody uh, Bellinger, the former Dodger, who was a former MVP and Rookie of the Year, who has really stumbled as far as his offensive numbers. But he's a gold glover in center field. You added Tucker bon- Barnhart at, behind the plate, who's a very good defensive player. So you, you add those pieces. Air Cosmer, a gold glove first baseman, is there on a one-year contract. Seiya Suzuki, right now, he's injured. He's got the oblique injury. So, you know, it's going to be interesting how long he's going to be out. But there's a lot of positives as far as that goes. We'll see if it all gels. Ian Happ, Gold Glover in left field, he is also going to be free agent at the end of the year. We'll see if they'll give him a contract extension. Mm-hmm. The key's going to be their pitching. Marcus Stroman, solid. Kyle Hendricks won't be back for a bit because he's still dealing with some injuries. So he may not be uh, with the team until May. They did sign Jamison um, Tellison from the Yankees. That should help. But you have Justin Steele, a young left-hander pitcher, is really good. They don't. Their bullpen is kind of interesting because it's kind of up in the air who's going to be their closer. So there's a lot of good things that could possibly happen with this team. They do have some young prospects to watch out, not right away, like mm-hmm. a Matt Mervis and uh, Pete Croak Armstrong. That's a name to remember. Not right this year. Okay. To remember. Awesome. Well, we'll just have to wait and see, as we said before, (laughs) how our Chicago teams are going to do this year. But before we go, the MLB also concluded an investigation of freshly signed White Sox pitcher Mike Clevenger. So get us caught up on on what uh, the allegations were against Clevenger. They they said there was a child abuse with with the child and with his um, and with the mother of the child. And she um, came forward with information. We found out once they cleared him that this investigation has been going on for eight months. Yeah, and they did have electronic records of of his what was going on. So right now he and and they closed the investigation at this point. But I'm sure if there's any other revelations, it will be reopened. Right right now he's being no discipline and he's able to. Yeah, play. he just has to go through counseling. That was the only recommendation MLB gave to him. Hmm. Have you heard of any pushback, Crystal, since MLB made its announcement on this matter? I, I know a lot of fans are really upset. A lot of fans do not plan to attend games. I am incredibly disappointed in that direction they took just from seeing all the accusations and seeing pictures that were really 
upsetting. Um, it's hard to kind of walk away from that and say, okay, well, he's on our team. Let's root for him. Um, and he, he's yeah. also likely going to be the starting pitcher for the home opener for the White Sox. So mm, interesting. I don't, I don't have a great feeling about this. I think it's going to push a lot of fans away, especially more uh, female fans, fans that have, you know, been survivors of such things like child abuse, domestic violence. It's just, it's really upsetting overall. Yeah. I mean, what, what's the chatter that you're hearing, Cheryl? People are waiting to see if there's a shoe that's going to drop. It's interesting that the White Sox had, they said they had no idea that this was going on. And when MLB announced that this was going on for eight months, I'm kind of wondering how did this not seep to them? Mm -hmm. This is on Rick Hahn, the general manager for not really vetting more than he should have at this point. Yeah. A quick Google search would have told you everything you needed to know about him. Well, before we go, ladies, I wonder what you two are watching out for as the 2023 season gets closer and closer. Cheryl, you first. Well, I, I think we're going to see some, you know, I think we're going to see better baseball on both sides of town. Crystal? Um, I am really kind of focusing on, obviously, Liam Hendricks. You know, he's been posting updates. His wife, Christy, has been posting updates as they go through chemo. So I'm really following along with that because that's that hits really close to the chest. And he's such a fun, vibrant player mm-hmm. that really pushes the White Sox in the best direction. Um, so I definitely want to look more into that. I really want to pay attention to what's going on there so that I I can feel a little bit better about it as well because it is such heartbreaking news. Um, yeah. But also I'm looking forward to dog night at the ballpark because I didn't get a new <laughs> puppy. And I noticed so that they were bringing that back. So. <laughs> <laughs> Super cute. Well, I said it at the beginning and I'll say it again. There was so much happening right now in, in the world of baseball and lots for us to talk about. We've been chatting with Southside Sox managing editor Crystal O'Keefe and WBEZ sports contributor Cheryl Ray Stout. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you, Sasha.